In our opinion, movies can be found in one of two realms. The realm of the renowned, those active in the minds of pop culture. Your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horror. There are even those that are so bad they're good. Cult classics. This is not a show about those movies. Instead, we bravely venture into the realm of the forgotten. We plummet the depths of cinema, searching amidst the left behind, the seventh at the box office and the bottom of the bargain bin. We seek out neglected films to find the ones worth salvaging from oblivion. And banish the unworthy back to the abyss. What hidden gems will we find on our exploration? What mediocre plot lines will we unearth? And what artifacts that may at first have been overlooked will we reclaim? I'm Wesley. I'm Peter. I'm Lily. I'm Sam. And hello from obscurity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hello from Obscurity, uh, the podcast where we talk about movies that nobody watches. I don't know why I'm doing like a real, yeah. like, full thing. <laughs> really uh, sell we're becoming every- professional. Yeah, re- know, really sell to- everybody on our weird our weird movie concept. Yes. Well, I'm trying to get us more Instagram followers because, guys, I've been trying to put so much effort into these memes. There's been so many memes coming out. I Well, I'm I'm going hardcore on the memes. So if you like, if you just want some weird, very specific to our podcast memes, uh, give us a follow. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so today uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the movie Wendy from 2020. Uh, I think this is our most recent film that we're reviewing on the podcast because normally I feel like we have to wait for movies to be like, uh, like several years old to classify them as obscure. But I'm, I'm, so I'm going to say my reasoning behind this. Uh, this movie came out in February of 2020, and then immediately a pandemic happened and no one saw it. Basically. Uh, and so it like barely anyone has seen this movie. Um, it's written and directed by uh, Ben Zeitlin. He uh, he co-wrote it with his younger sister Eliza Zeitlin, um, and he was the director of uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Uh, which who who here has seen Beasts of the Southern Wild? I anyone? haven't, but I want to. Same. Ditto. Okay, actually, good because that's kind of also one of the reasons why I feel like this movie is obscure. Kind of is so. Beasts of the Southern Wild came out. Uh, I can't remember what year, but when it came out, it was like a huge. 2012. Okay, so like came out was a huge success. It was up for Oscars. I think the lead actress, who was like five or something, is like the youngest person ever nominated mm-hmm. for an Oscar. It was a huge success, and then he kind of didn't do anything after that until Wendy. And I think a lot of the reviews I've seen kind of say like, well, Beasts of the Sun and the Wild was so amazing. If these had been flipped and he made Wendy first and then that, I think it would have been more impressive. But kind of having Wendy come after this movie that was like a huge success, I think some people were just, I guess, like disappointed because um, it's not quite as good as Beasts of the Southern Wild, which I think is a, 
unfair way of critiquing movies of like, oh, you did something amazing, but this one's not as good. Um, Let me compare everything you do for the rest of your life to the one standout thing that just happened to yeah. get really well and be really well received. Exactly. I'm, I'm, like, so I'm just going to go watch Pan. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Sam, are you saying that you've watched Beasts of the Southern Nation? Southern uh, Wild. Southern Wild. Uh, yes, Wild? I have. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Our and so I've actually seen. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've seen both. I really like both of them. I'm just going to come out and say right now that I really like Wendy. Um, I've always loved sort of all of these like Peter Pan adaptations and there's so many out there but I think that this one does kind of really set itself apart from a lot of the Peter Pan things that are out there it's very different uh like tonally and visually and it's also very like grounded for a Peter Pan story which I like um which is but yes he can fly hey hey well not in (laughs) this version but we'll get into that (laughs) he flies Uh, for a few seconds before yeah. he falls. He, no, I don't know. He flew into the ocean. <laughs> he's he's he falling sure in did. style. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he flies in a Buzz Lightyear sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think this was kind of like a, a passion project type thing. Like I said, he uh, Ben Zeitlin like wrote it with his younger sister, which I think is cool because there's a lot of stuff about like siblings in this movie. Um, and uh, apparently, although I will say this description that Zeitlin gave for Wendy is a little long-winded. It's a uh, <sighs> Wendy is a friendship love story adventure of Wendy and a joyous, reckless, pleasure-mongering young boy as they swirl in and out of youth and the ecosystem <laughs> around them spirals towards destruction. That's a lot of adverbs and adjectives. Yeah. It's a lot. That's one sentence. Uh-huh. That's how that's how he got like the elevator pitch. He just had to make a, a bunch of uh-huh. adjectives and adverbs. And, and people were like, he's got a God. really long elevator. Yeah. <laughs> like yep Uh, that's what i'm doing oh it's your floor okay i'll follow mm. you (laughs) yeah uh and yeah so i know i picked another uh sort of artsy thought piece to get into deep discussions about the meaning of life (laughs) again but you know i guess that's just my jam and it it will continue to maybe be what i'm picking but one day i'll do trauma cartoons i promise (laughs) Huh? Um, um, well, it's a really good thing you you picked this, Sam, because I'm just going to say it right now. This is my favorite movie we've seen for the podcast. No kidding. Oh, my wow. God. You said that last about Last Supper. Another one of my picks. So I'm <laughs> winning. Yeah. Sam picks my favorite ones. <laughs> I guess so. Um, that's well, good uh, to hear. You didn't like The Void? The Void. No. Literally, it's like <laughs> kind of more in the middle. On the I'm the one that hated The Void. That's right. You know, that's right. I don't even think the void liked the void. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that statement. I liked the void. Well, Wesley liked the void. Peter. I did like the void. <laughs> just well, stick you to your usual. That. Liked it, didn't love it. You know. No. Just stay there. <laughs> I, anyway, I am determined Wendy. to split this podcast. Yeah. What's Wendy about? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I will say normally when we do these, I don't do the like deep dive looking at other research outside of the movie and I did a little bit but I restrained myself because I didn't want to go too hard so I do have some just you know I think basic Peter Pan history um just to go through that real quick uh but uh yeah so Peter Pan obviously there's been a ton of adaptations even in its original form it was like 
put out in several versions. It started as a play and then he wrote it as a book. Uh, but Peter Pan apparently a first was appeared in this book that uh, J.M. Barry wrote for adults called The Little White Bird. And uh, it was much creepier. I mean, it's already still kind of creepy, but uh, he was an infant. He was like an eternal infant that stole children from their beds while trying to just like return to his mother after his mother like has a new baby and replaces him basically. Uh, and so, yeah, like I think Peter Pan can definitely lend itself to some very dark interpretations, which I'm sure you all know that that's probably why I like it so much. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so like it's got a lot of dark um, interpretations. Um, like I said, originally it was a play. Peter Pan was actually also originally the villain as like, yeah, this what? kid's stealing other kids from their beds. And I think it's very easy to like switch Peter Pan into that villain role. And he has, and then like a lot of other things where Peter Pan appears, including the new Chip and Dale I was movie. just going to say, yeah. <laughs> Peter Pan is the main villain. Uh, I love that movie. It was great. It was but, fantastic. Uh, no, I freaking love the new Chip and Dale movie. But, but anyways, that's beside the point. Anyway, Wendy. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, so yes, Peter Pan like, had, was originally supposed to be the villain. In the play, Captain Hook's character was initially only invented just to be a distraction for scene changes. Uh, and then he eventually evolved into like the main villain. Uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting. That is very uh, interesting. And then, yeah. After the play, he wrote it as a book, and then that was like a little bit different, I think, than the play version. But that's kind of what got it more like popularized and went all over the world and got us the thing that we have today. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into the plot of Wendy. Um, okay, so. Unlike most Peter Pan versions, this does not take place in England. It takes place in the rural South, where Wendy Darling lives with her waitress mother, Angela, and twin brothers, James and Douglas. Uh, when James and Douglas are celebrating their seventh birthdays, their next-door neighbor and cousin, Thomas Marshall, storms outside after hearing adults tell him he can't grow up to be a pirate and must instead be a mop and broom man. Uh, and then he disappears, with Wendy seeing him being lured into climbing aboard a passing train car by a hooded, childlike figure. We then skip ahead a few years, where one night, when the children request a bedtime story, their mother tells them about her life and how she was forced to give up her, on her dreams in order to raise a family. Wendy wonders whether the same thing will happen to her. Uh, the next night, as the train passes by their bedroom window, Wendy notices a boy riding on top of the train cars. The three children climb out of their window and join the boy, Peter, who takes them all to a tropical island with an active volcano, which Peter calls Mother. The island is populated by other children, including their long-lost cousin Thomas, who has not aged a day for over the past seven years. Uh, Peter explains that Mother's spirit resides in the volcano and prevents the children from aging so long as they believe in her. They later discover a large glowing fish, which is Mother's other form, with Wendy then secretly coming across a dated photograph of a deceased family of islanders that include Peter and concludes that Mother must have saved him from a natural disaster that killed the other islanders and shared her powers with Peter, making him ageless. So oh, wow. Just to get us there, started. There was a few right. details in there that I, I didn't pick up on. Like yeah. Peter Pan's past. Really? I, I didn't. Yeah, did did they explain that there was a the mother saved him and mother is a, a form of uh, I, the volcano th as not well that, as 
early. This is again like in the summary yeah. way of like it's kind of explaining things that you learn a little later in the plot. But she does when she's talking um, with a character named Buzzo, who we'll get to mm. a little bit later. And he kind of oh, says really? like, "Oh yeah, this the, like when they're walking through this like ashy area, and he keeps yeah. telling her like we're walking on dead people, you know, right? Yeah, like that's kind of where that comes out. Um, oh, we'll, we'll I get couldn't to that understand part a that." Later. Well, I yeah, couldn't understand they, that. I kept re- rewinding that part and being like, what is he saying? And I thought it was like a fairy tale, like, oh, we all die and go into ashes. But uh-huh. anyway, yeah, we can, I guess, yeah. save that. But uh, Yeah, I feel like a lot of it was implied that, like, because there are, there are, like, structures on this island, and there's, like, a boat, and there's a, there's a bunch of different stuff. And I, yeah. I think the implication is the volcano erupted <laughs> and uh, oh. took out everyone. <laughs> everyone on the island except for yeah. Peter. You know my interpretation. My interpretation was kind of like a, a an Inception type limbo area, or what? It, what mm-hmm. is that? What they call it? Like a purgatory yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and all, like the structures are made out of people's imaginations, and then they like crumble into the sea or something if people grow older or something. Yeah. But I took it at very fairy tale, like not literally, like oh, there were people on this island. Yeah, but yeah. interesting. Yeah, I. I, I really like the uh uh I I think these I'm gonna compare it to a movie that I think these two movies do a similar thing in very different directions. This movie reminded me of Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Huh. Um not like they're very different. Um and like they I feel like they take extremely different approaches to a similar thing, which is like the magical realism fairy tale, uh, yes. where like, oh brother, where art thou? Kind of took uh, it, it took the Homer story and uh, kind of injected its version of like magical realism in it, uh, where things are still kind of like elevated, but then grounded, and then like kind of magical, but kind of explained. Um, and this did a similar thing. It's like, oh yeah, everyone everyone knows like the Peter Pan story. It's like, oh yeah. Um, will will ground it is like yeah he he's actually he can't he can't actually fly per se he's just like believing or is like oh yeah the the he's living on this island but the reason that the island is here is cuz like all the adults died but also there's a big magical fish and uh yeah. if you stop believing in it you age to 75 years old yeah, yeah. Um. well it's funny that you say those two movies because they both take place in the south now they do, yes. The other thing that reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love my, like, southern... It's not quite southern gothic, but it's just got, like, a little bit of that, uh-huh. like, you know... Your southern, southern twang grit. to movies. Neo southern twang. Yeah, twang. yeah, I'd go with that. Um, but, uh, and yeah, I think it's so interesting, kind of, like, setting Peter Pan in somewhere else other than London, because it does feel like it's normally so tied to, like, that British kind of, you know, mm-hmm. Big Ben, like flying past Big Ben. Like it always feels like it's a very classic Peter Pan imagery. And that's yeah. like not in this at all. Yeah. This honestly reminded me a lot of what like me and my brother and all the neighbors in the neighborhood would do when we were kids. Aww. Like, yeah. like it, it we, we'd like, we'd run around in the forest. We had, I lived next to a creek and there was an island in the creek and we claimed the island um and like we we go on like all these like adventures mm-hmm. uh and honestly like watching this movie it's like oh yeah this is absolutely what we thought we were doing 
Uh, like if if we had lived, funnily enough, I was gonna say like if we had lived next to a train, we pro- probably would have hopped it. And that ends up, that's what my brother does. Yeah. Yeah. Your your brother is a professional train hopper. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The direction of this movie was very interesting, too, because, like, okay, so this director, he did Beasts of the Southern Wild and got a very good performance out of, uh, what's her name? Bhuvanjane Wallace. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so... And she was nominated for an Oscar. And look at these kids. I mean, they're just being themselves and they're great. probably the best mm-hmm. children actors that I've really ever seen. So I, I, I was, I, I zoned out during some of parts of this movie because it's very long and Terrence Malick-like. I was just going to say that. Well, <laughs> I just zoned out and I was like, what's his strategy for getting these kids to act so well? And I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that he might have like a loose script and then say, hey, you know, what was the the girl's first, uh, like the actress's name? Devin France, I think. Devin, yeah. Devin France. Yeah. yeah. And she like, I want you to say it. I want you to somehow convey to Peter. I want you to say, Peter, you're, you need a mother or something like that. And then how would you say that? And that's, I honestly think maybe that's how he did it is like, how would you say this line? And then they I, could say it together. Yeah. I, I know, kind of like even building off that, I, I mentioned to Sam while we were watching it um, that like the structure of the movie feels like it's a story. That's a, like, it, it helps that uh, Devin France comes in and she, she narrates a little bit and was like, oh, yes, we were on the island and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then that's just crossed with like literally just like kids being kids, having fun playing around uh but the 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 structure of how the movie uh kind of plays out there's a a very loose plot structure um like think things happen it progresses and there's a there's an arc but it it feels very just like oh and now i'm I'm, now i'm gonna tell you about this Um, it feels like a bedtime story yeah exactly yeah a bedtime story that your parents would tell you but I, I feel like if if it was my parents who were telling me this story, they would be like, so you know the character of Peter Pan, right? So I'm going to tell you this story. There's a lot of, and then, and then, and then, and then there's a creature that ha- is glowing, and it's called Mother. And then they kill it, but then, oh, sorry. Spoilers! <gasps> but actually, this whole, this whole podcast is spoilers, so <laughs> yeah, we should maybe put like a spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I think I think it is like it, it perfectly captures kind of like what both of you are saying of like it feels like a bedtime story and it also feels like when you're a kid and you're playing like imagination games with your friends and you are just kind of like making it up as you go along and like, you know, kind of, you know, doing that like out in the woods. Like I, I also had very similar experience of like running around with my neighborhood friends uh getting up to all kinds of trouble um and i think it it really captures that it also to compare it to another movie it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh the florida project yeah like from a kid's perspective sort of like loose story and you really are just like getting into like the like head and like emotions of like a child kind of yeah it's kind of like i can't i can't remember the the name of the guy who directed florida project Oh, but he 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 has a quote 
um, where he's like, children are the best actors in the world because to them it's not acting, it's real. Mm-hmm. Well, I just watched some uh, GQ interview with um, uh, Christian Bale, and he was talking about his time on Empire of the Sun. Mm-hmm. And that's, his, that's the best performance out of a child that I've ever seen. Really? No shade to no shade to Wendy, but his <laughs> his performance in Empire of the Sun is like astonishing. Wow. Okay. Well, he he said like the same thing, Peter. He said, uh, what the was that? The, it, Sam? It's not acting; it's real. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and this this movie <laughs> Anal- definitely analyzing. <laughs> this, this movie definitely makes me resent the term child actor. Because it really doesn't feel like these kids' acting abilities is limited to, like, kitschy, cute, like, hyper-commercialized. Like, it Mm -hmm. feels like what I loved about this movie and why I love the fact that it feels kind of Terrence Malick-esque is that (laughs) it feels like someone just put a camera in this real thing and we're just lucky that we all got to see it. Like, nothing feels staged. The way the camera moves is... It's very like fluid and kind of handheld at sometimes, but it never feels handheld. It never feels like shaky or like out of its like it, it like it's out of its depth. I just loved how I just loved how it all it looked and felt. Mm-hmm. That's it's a, a thing. very I, visually I was... pleasing movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, pleasing. You <laughs> used it. I I, <laughs> I I clocked that very early. I was gonna be. I was gonna try to see if there was any shot where they used a tripod, and I really couldn't mm-hmm. uh, see it. I felt like everything was handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, from moment one, we were in kind of a dream state, which is what children are kind of in, where it's like, randomly yeah. over here, and I'm gonna, my attention is going this way, and my brothers just walked in, and we're, they're, they're crazy, but the, 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 the camera is like born identity fight scenes, you know? Like, <laughs> it's very... Yeah, yeah. Especially at the beginning where she's a baby. Baby. A baby. She's a baby. <laughs> she's a baby. Um, and the she's adults, a baby at the dinner. And the adults talk off screen most of the time. That's what yeah. I noticed. Is that they're That's off screen point. half the time. Which feels mother, like a kid, kind of like where like you kind of yeah. feel like you're taking in information that's like not being directly like said to them, but like you kind of like because I think that's a thing too that people I feel like sometimes forget with kids. It's like they really are kind of absorbing everything around them, and I feel like this movie really puts you in that perspective of yeah. like that's how we learn a lot of the story points and information is just kind of by like looking at what else is happening in a scene or listening to kind of what's happening off screen. Did anyone else think in the beginning Wendy's mom was actually fighting Thomas's mom? Because <laughs> uh, I went back and forth. I'm like, oh, it's fun. And then like, it just kept going. I'm like, oh, no, she's actually kicking her out of the restaurant. And then like, but all, all the people are laughing. Like, I can't tell if this is a real fight or not. No, I, <laughs> I think, I, I, think I knew it was playing around. Family. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, and yeah. And also too, like, I guess while we're in this early section, that whole like kind of conversation where the mom is telling them the story and they're asking her, well, like, you know, what was your dream when you were my age? And she says, you know, I wanted to be in the rodeo. And then Wendy asks, like, you know, well, what's your dream now? And it's just like, I just want to raise my kids well and make sure they have a good life. And it's, you know. 
things change when you're an adult kind yeah Mm. dreams change i really liked that line and like that whole moment um because i think it was sort of like you could see like for the kids that sounded like devastating and sad but i also think it was like not like kind of bittersweet i Mm. guess yeah it Um, didn't sound like um oh what's the word like like if it didn't feel like a failure like you know, it, it's either this or that. It just yeah. felt like, well, dreams are kind of fluid. They change with you, uh-huh. as, you mm-hmm. as your life changes. And I I liked that it wasn't just, life was fun and bright and colorful when I was a kid. And then I grew up and burr, burr, burr. Yeah, that was a good uh-huh. message, too. I think you're right, Lily. It's like sometimes it's like when you're grown up, especially thing. well, especially in the 80s where it was like grownups always care about their corporate jobs and their Business. giant ass cell phones, you know, that's yeah. grownups to us. <laughs> yeah. um, I was gonna say with your retelling of that scene, it's so you you tell it very focused, right? You know, Wendy says this to her mother, the kids, and the kids listen. Um, but in all of those shots, in all of those really important moments, the camera is still wobbly and and going all over the place and the kids are interrupting each other and the mother is yeah. saying these things. So it's very desperate, uh, des- desperate, disparate, disparate, disparate. You sound like a, uh, like a, a Siri telling me the definition or the disparate. pronunciation. <laughs> disparate. Thanks Peter. Um, yeah. So it's very disparate. So everything we're going to say, if you haven't seen the movie, just know that what we're saying is very focused but mm-hmm. the scenes weren't. You were kind of, yeah. again, absorbing it like a child would instead of yeah. actually but it, yes. well, it focusing it. Intentionally, yeah, intentionally. Intentionally, unfocused. yes. You are, it is intentional, mm-hmm. artistically. Yeah, like, well, yes. it, it just feels like a real moment, like a real conversation mm-hmm. where, like, you know, it doesn't feel like they're saying uh, lines from a script. It feels, yeah. you know, yeah, because, like, the kids are interrupting. There's, like, a lot of kind of chaos happening in these scenes, and it, yeah. And then another kid controls a volcano. (laughs) Yes, that does happen. (laughs) Hey, I I have a genuine question. Um, When you were a kid, did you want to grow up? Because I feel like kids did want to grow up. Like, especially at that age. I I bounced back and forth. I okay. I actually think the reason why I've always really like I cuz I love Peter Pan as a kid. I still love a lot of like the darker adaptations now. Um I think as a kid, yes, you always had the like I'm like this many years old and like kind of that yeah. excitement of like getting to like say you were older and stuff, but at the same time I always like had that fear of like losing childhood and like not being able to just like kind of run around and play anymore and uh i mean yeah and here here we are now i work a office job (laughs) see uh, on the on the opposite end of that like i i i feel like i i was totally fine with growing up because i didn't think anything would change (laughs) Mm. oh yeah oh yeah i'll just do this but now we'll be able to go wherever i want and then here i am working in the film industry (laughs) still playing pretend interesting What about you, Lily? Um, it's interesting because I don't, I don't necessarily think that when you're a child, you think you're in childhood. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of like one of my 
professors in college kind of, he, he wrote a lot about like innocence and how we kind of as adults project that onto kids because we no longer have it, they do, but they don't know they have it until we tell them they do. Um, and so I think, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I feel like I'm growing into my personality more as I grow up, as I get older, because mm -hmm. I was kind of, I don't know, I don't know, if, I don't always feel like I was ever really young, young in yeah. my mind. Yeah. No, I, I feel that because I think that's that's like the perfect way to describe it of like when you're a kid, you only know what you know. And so you yeah. feel like you feel understand like it's an adult everything thing that's happening. About childhood. Yeah. And you don't feel like there was ever a moment where you didn't kind of understand the way things worked because like, the, you know, in your own perspective, you only have the knowledge that you have. Um, yeah. What about I, you, Wesley? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go go on, Lily. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I'll go it, right it definitely felt like when you were with kids, it was fine. But also, I had a hard time making friends. And mm -hmm. I always felt like, you know, there's, you know, there's just stuff. Um, sure. And it just felt like, um, crap, what was I going to say? It's funny because there's a train in this movie. I feel like I lost my train of thought. Oh. <laughs> um, crap. Yeah, well, I can... Yeah, I can go, and then if you if you uh, like remember, please interrupt. Yeah, I was just gonna say for me around my friends, uh, like we, uh, this is very similar to this movie where I just had my neighborhood friends, and our block was there was some busy parents. There was like thirty people, thirty kids on our block at one point. It was wild. Oh, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So. I had a lot of neighborhood friends, and I think maybe you're right, Sam. There was a lot of, like, superiority things of, like, I'm eight and a half. Well, I'm eight and a quarter. Well, I'm eight and a whatever, whatever. Uh, and then I had some older siblings, too, so I was, like, always kind of seeing what they were doing and could see, oh, this is what I can do when I'm older, or they're getting to do this, and I can't yet. So mm -hmm. I felt like... So when when that the uh, it was the twins that said it in that room when the mother leaves they said something along the lines of like I never want to grow up and I'm like do kids not want to grow up because I felt like in some sense kids really want to grow up because they want to act like their parents in a way they want to be grown up yeah and it it felt like too I I got I got back on track hey. um, it it feels like. When you're with kids, it's it's different. But when you're a kid in an adult space, I always had a really hard time with not being taken seriously or not feeling mm -hmm. like I was always being listened to or heard or people mm -hmm. weren't really trying to understand me. And I think part of that is, like, being a really anxious kid, like, you know, having trouble in, in class, like, learning and stuff. So I I don't think – I'm, I'm kind of glad I don't really look at it with, like, rose-colored glasses because I remember, like – talking to adults and feeling like they didn't hear you or try to understand you, that was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead, Peter. But no, I was just going to say, I, I feel like this movie does a very good job, and I, me I mentioned this to Sam earlier, too. Uh, this uh, movie does a really good job of differentiating between adults and old kids. Yes! Because, <laughs> like, when you stop believing, you, you age and you become old. But they don't but mature. Like, yeah, they're still kids. They're just old kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we'll we'll get into kind of the the one sort yes. of really magical moment, like thing in this movie. Because that's also to say, like while we're in this beginning part, 
like we mentioned earlier, it's very grounded. Like you don't get to Neverland by flying. You get to it by hopping this train and then, you know, you jump off the train into like the river oh, and then you yeah. take a boat and then you're at Neverland, which is just like this island. Uh, as we said too, like it's an island where there's a volcano that took out everyone. And that's kind of why like there's just these kids here. We learned that Peter um, Pan is a flat earther. <laughs> uh, we need Q. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like it's it's a very interesting adaptation in that way mm-hmm. of like it, it's pretty straightforward. Kids are legitimately just hopping a train and running away. They're not, you know, necessarily going to this magical place. The only thing that's really magical about it is this mother creature that has the power to keep them young. And then what happens when you stop believing in that? Uh, which, yeah, yeah I, I guess I'll... Or if I Lily, could just if say, one, say one thing, yeah, just about the flight. It feels like the emotionality of flight. Yeah. It feels like the kids are spirited away and they qu- they're whisked off. So in some sense, it does kind of feel like, in some mm-hmm. senses, they are flying. But in the literal true sense, you know, they hop a train. But it definitely yeah. feels like kind of this whimsical, not whimsical because this movie isn't whimsical, but, you know, childlike wonder. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and I guess before I go into the second part, the only thing other thing I want to say about that scene with the mother talking about her dreams and like after she leaves, there's one thing that one of the twin boys says that really stuck out to me too, where like she's told them about like, yeah, I wanted to be in the rodeo. They're joking about how she, you know, you, she ran off to California when she was younger and like did all this stuff. And then one of the kids says like, you know, I bet she still wants to do all those things. Um, but like she can't because she's a grown up now. And I thought that was, like, an interesting way of, like, a kid. Like, because I think, too, like, you know, you think of all the crazy things you wanted to do when you're a kid. Like, when people would ask you what you wanted to be when you grow up and you'd have, like, a list of, like, ten different things. Like, astronauts and also being, like, a veterinarian and, like, all this kind of stuff. And I think it's like, well, yeah. Like, I think there is a part of you, even as an adult, that still kind of always has that, like, I yeah, it'd be so cool if I did that, you know? Um, but anyways... Huh. Uh, into part two. Uh, so the kids are on the island, uh, and one night, uh, Wendy wakes to see an old man at their camp. And previously, it's all been children. Uh, so she sees this old man. Uh, she startles him and chases him through the jungle, trying to figure out who he is. The other lost boys follow her as the old man runs into a desolate area of the island where no plants grow. The other lost boys call the old man Buzzo, and it turns out he is well known by the younger kids as being a former member of their group who lost faith in mother when his best friend died. Uh, The children find a capsized boat called Manana. They swim to it and start exploring inside. And while doing so, one of Wendy's twin brothers, Douglas, injures his head and disappears from sight. The children search for him without success. Uh, Missing his twin brother, James withdraws emotionally and his right hand begins to slowly show signs of age. James becomes afraid and asks Peter to cut the hand off lest he become old, and Peter does so. Shocked and disgusted, Wendy pulls James away from the group, and they explore the back of the island looking for help. They find Buzzo, who helps take care of the injured James and leads them to a settlement of olds, children who lost faith in mother and thus began to age rapidly. Wendy tries to cheer James and the other olds up, but James, bitter at having to grow up without Douglas, rallies the group to kill and eat mother's, the mother fish, uh, mother's fish form in order to regain their youth. Uh, Wendy runs to hide and warn the other lost boys. All right. Yeah. Did that it, summary say is, that James got old? I didn't hear that part. Maybe I yeah. zoned out. Okay, it said good. 
yeah, we got to yeah, yeah. so his hand starts to age. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> he uh, he cuts it uh, he has Peter cut it off with a machete. With a machete, uh, but he's still aging. You don't see it quite yet in this part, but you know he's kind of knows like emotionally he's still not oh, yeah, that's right. He's lost faith. Yeah. He's now he's lost his twin brother and You've his changed, hand. bro. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like your it's the same type twin of brother thing with died. Like, yeah. So it's the same type of thing with like the 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 old kids because they're all living in this like village and he they 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 have the belief that if they catch and eat mother that they'll go back to being kids. But since they're kids, none of them know how to fish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then in comes James. We see at the beginning of the movie uh one of his pastimes is him and his twin brother catch turtles in the river. He's like, oh, oh. you, you want to catch? You, want, you, you guys aren't doing it right. I'll show you how to fish. And then like, oh. like a group of kids who have just found a new leader, they all just like, oh, hell yeah, this guy. We're going to follow this guy. Which, yeah, I think at this point we all know now that like James is Captain Hook essentially because, you know, Peter's cut off his hand like just in the original story. Uh, but I think this is such a, this is part of why I just love this movie and this adaptation so much. I think this is one of the most, like, interesting Captain Hook origin stories of it being yes. Wendy's brother. This idea of, like, the reason he's kind of, like, angry and bitter is because, like, he's lost his brother. And then also, you know, he's having to age, which is, mm. like, against kind of, like, his will and so fast. And he's, like, losing his childhood. Um I, well, I just you think see it was Peter, such a cool way of doing it. Yeah. You see Peter not uh, face these truths. Like, he, he kind of... Mm-hmm. Buzzo goes... He chases Buzzo back into the desert area. And is like, you can't stay here. And hey, he, he doesn't even yeah. acknowledge that it's Buzzo. I know. He's like, that's not Buzzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's really kind of interesting how they portray Peter, too, as this mm-hmm. uh, in denial. Well, just in denial of like, well, no, 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 let's be on Pleasure Island. This is the greatest thing in the world. You know, he's not yeah. mourning his family, I guess, who died, or I took it as he ran away. But, you know, if he died, that or if the family died, then, yeah, he's not mourning his family. He's not looking at that. And if you do, like James does, you grow older, which is the punishment. Yeah. And yeah. that's well, what like, Wendy that's... says. That's the rules. There are rules on this island. Mm-hmm. You can't well, stop moving, and you can't really get too introspective. There's, like, these rules. Like, they have to keep moving. They have you to You have keep. to just kind of put the, they say to, like, if a you sad thought enters your brain, it's got to go out immediately. You can't not take a moment. Um, but, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting Is that it's, like, losing hope. Is adulthood then a collection? Is adulthood then a collection thoughts. of bad <laughs> thoughts? Yeah. Is that what the film is trying to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe. There, there's even that thing where, where Buzzo's talking about, like, because uh, when they said they don't, they're like, oh, yeah, his numbers started going up and he couldn't stop it. Um, and then Buzzo's like, oh, yeah, well, you start to age, and then the older you feel, the faster you age. Um, so it's just kind of like a mm-hmm. self fulfilling prophecy. It's like, oh, God, I, I'm old, and that makes you older. Mm hmm. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I just find that to be, like, yeah, a really cool interpretation of the story. The hand um, looked amazing the way they did it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Brutal. Yeah, the, well, e- even just, like, the, the makeup on it, it was like, dang, I thought, so like, because there's a shot where, like, they, they wake up and, like, Wendy sees an old hand. And I thought that James had already just become an old man. 
Um, and they were just using an old man actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, it was just the some amazing makeup design on his hand. Yeah. Um, and I love that scene too, uh, where she is kind of trying to get the olds to like remember being kids and like to mm-hmm. like dance to music that's not there. And you just see James like kind of blocking it all out and is still just like so emotionally devastated. But Wendy's kind of trying to like keep him young by like having this fun moment. Yeah. Kind of I, mothering him. Yeah. Like she kind of does do in think, the original story. Yes. Um, I, I do think I, I, I do really like um, when when Douglas does first go missing. Like you see it all. He hits his head. There's blood in the water. Ugh. He disappears. It's really I re- scary. Um, I recoiled. I was shocked. Um, and they go back to the shore, and Peter is like, "Oh yeah, d- don't don't think about it. Don't worry about it. Mother won't let something bad happen to a kid." Um, it's Ooh. very different. Like Wendy is like, "Okay, it seems to be like I'll, I'll side with you. I'll just believe and hope." And then James is like, no, nah, I just watched my twin brother fucking drown. Uh, right. I'm I'm going to not believe in the magical fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because and... it's almost kind of like, it's the way Peter says it, and the actor who played Peter was phenomenal. He was great. Oh, um, so good. All of them are great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because the kids are pulling them back to shore against their, I mean, they, they want to go back and save them. They don't want to be pulled to shore. They want to keep swimming and like try to find them and help them. And the way Peter says it, it's not like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's like, no, you can't worry about it. You have to trust me. Right. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, it's this kind of switch where it's like, yeah. Well, it makes like this the island old, is not like, what it seems. It's a, it's like a yeah. threat. Like it feels like this, like, Yes. scary thing like almost like you have to keep moving because if you don't keep moving then this thing is going to get you kind yeah. of like. well it, it's even kind of jarring the the very next scene like we, we see this whole like traumatic i can't find a blah 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 uh and then like after that conversation the very next shot is like all of them except james frolicking and having fun um yeah it's just like they're just running through the mountains like ooh. Mm. That's almost a sinister frolic. <laughs> sinister frolic. <laughs> it almost reads as like apathy. After uh-huh. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, did, did you think that one of uh, the twins kind of looked like Akiva Schaefer from Lonely Island? Is that just I, me? I, I, I can see it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that looks a, looks a lot like him. But anyway, <laughs> that was a. A disparate thought. <laughs> um, yeah, but I. Uh, oh, I think crazy, oh crazy Buzzo intro. Like, wh- how Buzzo is introduced is kind of weird to me. Oh, what? Like what was creep. he doing? Yeah. So what yeah. happens is Wendy wakes up. Uh, it's early morning, and then Buzzo comes. Buzzo's already there, and he puts a cup to one of the lost boys' mouth and then traps like the breath almost um in the cup and brings it up to his mouth and like inhales and i was like what the fuck is this yeah and they do not explain no, <laughs> no i yeah they I've, just I've chase never him been, off 
totally clear on what that was. Like, I also wasn't sure, too, if, like, because he's still kind of like a kid, if it was some sort of, like, playing pretend kind of a moment. But, yeah, that was, was like, very, it was a very creepy moment. Like, when she just It's interesting, too, because it was obviously intentional, very deliberate the way it was directed. So I was, I was just kind of wondering what you guys thought it was. I think he's breathing in the childhood or trying to get the essence back, but that was my interpretation. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought, too. I thought, honestly, my first thought was, um, oh, maybe that's how people get old, too. Maybe the old people are siphoning off the, the, the childness. Oh, um, I see. Interesting. And I think it's definitely a fine line between... Because I do like, in a sense, that this movie doesn't try to over-explain or, in some senses, mm-hmm. explain what, like, what's happening. Which I think is definitely like a cool choice, especially with kids and the fact that at a certain point you kind of your mind kind of snaps, like, okay, Peter Pan. This mm-hmm. is, in essence, a Peter Pan story. But then it's also because there's all these rules and there's the mother and the thing that ha- the old it's also kind of like but how much do you kind of want to hold the audience's hand and be like okay here's what's going on here that you know it's 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 a balance and i think that moment is kind of one of those where it's like um uh, maybe a little explanation a little, little bit yeah and not yeah. even explicit explanation but just like an offhanded comment or you know something he says it was very natural there wasn't like cgi where it would like the essence was being sucked out of him when he was yeah. putting the cup up to the mouth. You know, there wasn't any of that. I like that because it reminds me that, like, you know, when we do historical dramas in the past, there tends to be a lot of CGI. And when you see a historical drama that's just set, not like, on an island or in a, like, Barry Lyndon, like, the candles are barely light everything you know this would be what it was like on an island there won't be they would still consider it magic like the people of the day but there was not any special effects yeah the cgi by the way was great in this movie very very natural sparingly i know because there's so little of it that when it's there it's yeah and it's very well done yeah yeah Um, brings the atmosphere with the volcanoes going off and mm -hmm. um the mother character that looked did did you guys ever do that too. as a kid did did you ever try to like make like a volcano erupt or make something happen just by going yeah yeah i did telekinesis sure. I, did. I was I, like I did i'll yeah, let the sidewalk the off with telekinesis with mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. hands yeah this definitely just captured all of like so many things i was like oh i forgot i used to yeah. do that when i was a kid like just aw, spinning and fighting random ninjas <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it, at a certain point, too, you're like, okay, well, it's in Louisiana. But then you're like, okay, but volcanoes, how did they get there? You know, and you're, you're kind of like, oh, well, it's not. You kind of, your mind is kind of like, well, don't do that. Yeah. It's, don't worry it about it. It just is. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't it just, stop exactly. and think. Mm-hmm. I know, because otherwise you'll get old. Yeah. Um. Get old. <laughs> don't think. But I also just want to talk about like that turn when James starts to be like, I know how to fish. What we need to do is capture the other kids, use them as bait for mother, and then we're going to kill her. And like 
right before this is that scene where like Wendy is kind of starting to like make friends with the olds and getting them to dance and telling them that like everyone has an imagination and they're like having this kind of fun moment. And then as they all start to gather around James when he like makes this plan and they all just slowly sort of turn to Wendy, uh, I freaking got chills like watching that whole scene. Um, it's a very just like unsettling turn. What a strange role for those older actors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They were good. They're you're fun, barely gonna, you know? You're barely <laughs> so going to be fun. seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I love too that it feels like kind of everyone in this movie is like, you know, an unknown mm-hmm. kind of person. Like, I, yeah. Then it, it never takes you out of it. It feels like you're watching real kids. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel, it's so antithetical, I think, to what we yeah. think child actors <laughs> A bunch of kids, and then Russell Crowe as Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah. Well, or that just was all the... the CGI and all the flying. It's like, well, because this gets at the essence, the emotional truth of the Peter mm-hmm. Pan story, which I think in all the CGI and all the retellings and all the, you know, the Disney stuff, it's like, well, yeah. Do you lose a little bit of what it actually is to be a kid? Are you kind of forgetting mm. the point of why he wrote that story? It's like Is this boardroom of olds not connecting with the youth? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It? it it definitely feels like cuz return is it return? No, it's never finding Neverland. Oh, the one I like with that Kate movie. Winslet and Johnny Depp. Like that feels like it almost in a way kind of got at it in a way that I think this one did. Yeah. With huh. the mind the, kids. M- uh huh. I I will say though, in my sort of deep dive into some of the history of Jam Barry and Peter Pan, I was like, I don't right. I find it Neverland is maybe not a very true adaptation no. to the real story at all. But I I do love that movie as well. Um, if you know, up there in my top if it exists Peter Pan, in a vacuum where you don't look yeah. at what the author actually did and it's just it's like we oh, johnny depp's hanging out with kids yeah uh-huh, it's just we uh-huh. they just they were just socialists who exactly that's funny yeah. you want to bring us an act yeah three? let's this let's wrap up this plot let's and then we it. can discuss it as a whole um, okay it. so uh, James uh, sends the olds to go kidnap the kids uh, to use as bait for mother, and, repur- and they repurpose uh, the manana fishing boat. Um, they, re- they repurpose the manana boat Straight as a fishing boat. Straight on till tomorrow. <laughs> um, hey. uh, I get it. So Peter and Wendy, uh, while evading the olds, find Douglas alive. Uh, all of them. Sorry, I'm like lost in my plot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While evading the olds, Wendy and Peter find Douglas alive. They swim to the manana, where they now find the, el- the now elderly James with a hook in place of his missing right hand. Uh, as Peter and Wendy rescue the children, James kills Mother with a harpoon. But when they try to pull Mother up, uh, Mother's glowing heart, the, when they try to pull up Mother's glowing heart, the source of her power, it decays and rots immediately. The magic of the island is dead, and they will all soon grow up, and the olds will never be children again. With Peter and the children mournful and the olds disheartened, Wendy gets them all to start singing, which inspires Peter and revitalizes the volcano. Wendy and Douglas decide it's time for them to go home uh, and bring Thomas back with them to give his family closure, along with two other tag-along lost children. Uh, 
Knowing that he cannot go home, James stays to play with Peter as his new, uh, in quotes, enemy, uh, Captain Hook, thereby allowing him to live out the rest of his days with the spirit of a child. Years lady, Wendy, now a mother herself, wakes to find her daughter, Jane, climbing aboard a passing train car with none other than Peter himself, still unchanged by time. Wendy chases after the train, but unable to keep up, Wendy comforts herself, uh, knowing that Peter will look after her daughter and will eventually return Jane back home to Wendy. Oh, I wow. There was a lot of stuff that you explained to me that I, I did not get. For instance, I did not get that... I feel like the Wikipedia author is making some assumptions because... Did you get all that stuff that he was... Or that, that, that the Wikipedia author was saying when she... Like pulls out the heart and the heart like melts away. Well, I actually added that part and... myself. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. added that part. Okay. Because yeah. I actually, I, was like, I actually I did most of this one on my own. Oh, because I didn't but... get that the magic will wear off and the magic. I just thought, oh. Well, because that's like they... why. Yeah, like they kill. I thought mother, it was honestly. The... I thought honestly the it was like hot chocolate cooling. I didn't get that it was disappearing. You know. Oh, like you take out the heart because there was all the there was all the glow, and the second he took it out of the water, and it it started the glow went, and like it turned black, and it started burning. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I didn't get that. (laughs) No, like the the glow all like dissipates down into the water and kind of goes out, and then like the volcano isn't erupting anymore. I got it. Like it's cruel. Like I got it. Like. They yes, they took the life out of it because the 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 uh, the fish the that, fish that, that's a fun way to like, say kill. What they took the they life took out, out of the it. light out. <laughs> they unlived it. Uh, no, they 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 killed it. But before he throws the harpoon, he says, "You won't understand, or you're too young to understand." So I thought it was like. Oh, they're illogically killing this animal. I didn't see that it was the magic that was going away. But I didn't connect the mother thing to the volcano and the life source. But whatever. Mm. Yeah. So there was a lot of things that you connected the dots on. And then at the end, I did not know that was her daughter that was going off with Peter. Really? Oh, really? Well, I I might have looked down at my phone. I might have looked down (laughs) at my phone. I was going to say, that one's kind of handed to you. Yeah, all right. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, 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 I will agree, but I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah, and and real, real quick, I, I, I just uh, real quick, because uh, I, I, I tuned out briefly because I got an email. <laughs> um, did, did, you, did you mention that Douglas comes back? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because no. that, that's Wendy's whole thing. It's like, oh, well, he got old because his brother's dead, but here's his brother. I know. I kind yeah, of that was like an and then moment, right? And then he's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lily, were you going to say something? I just think just kind of jumping forward to the end. Um, do you guys feel like when she is running and trying to get, get to the train, I read it as it could, it is both. She's trying to get her daughter from running away and being in danger. And also she wants to go there again. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. I definitely. She turns it's, back into a kid. I know. For a I love minutes. that moment where like, you just see yeah. that flash oh. where she's young again and like running towards the train. And then it like cuts back and she's still there. Just like, Oh, like and an adult. And now watching Peter's it. on the train. It's like, Oh, dagger. I know. And he does that little, like, you're never going to catch up. Like kind of like in a you're child, like teasing way. Yo, yeah. Um, no, it's, ugh. I, this is definitely like a movie where like 
I didn't cry, but I definitely just had that like emotional like lump in my throat kind of feeling mm. like for like the whole like second half of it kind uh, of. Um, that when when like when, when Hook finally kills Mother, uh, uh, and like they all realize, oh, it's not gonna work, and now you've just like killed the one thing making this place magical. Uh, huh. And then they all have to like come together, and then they start singing that beautiful song. Oh, I love the like mother Ooh. song that they sing. Oh, so good. Uh, and yeah, I don't know that that was for me. Like, <laughs> Wesley, <laughs> please keep doing that. It's just like background nah, to this nah, conversation. They do, they do good. They good. That good. They they do very good. What if we all just sing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah, you know it's what? all the kids being oh, like, oh, "I love my mother." And yeah. like, oh, I do so believe cute. in fairies. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. I well, do I love too because like, I I love how the mother fish thing is basically like a combination of like the crocodile, the mermaids, the fairies, the like all of that mm-hmm. the in magic. Like, one Bell. creature. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. Like, I actually didn't really fully connect that until you said it, Lily. But definitely the like. I love my mother is the I do believe in fairies mm-hmm. moment. Fairies. And then I, singing yeah. is like the clapping to bring the yeah. magic back. It, uh, um, I, I know, also this, just really... Oh. No, go on. No, go, go on. Okay, I'll, I'll go real quick. I, I just love the... Because uh, uh, the, I, I think the big character arc for Peter is him acknowledging that the olds are still kids. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, oh. at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, this isn't... James. James is dead. This is Ooh. Captain Hook. Uh, and, and then they have that connection, and then they're like, they start fighting, but like everyone's having fun. And, like the olds are like, yeah, get him, Captain. And the, the kids are like, no, mm-hmm. beat him. Uh, and like, I, I feel because they, they don't really explain whether or not you keep aging. They, they say you can't go back. But uh, huh. I, I like to think that they are now eternally old mm-hmm. uh, and that that's kind of the yeah. dichotomy yeah. of like oh yeah the eternally young the eternally old but they're both they're both now pretending they're both I believing I, I love too that like instead of just the classic like captain hook really is the villain and like whatever like it becomes like the story of peter pan is literally just like this island where these people are kind of like playing pretend like we're the bad mm-hmm. guy pirates and you're the kids like you know i think it was a cool i also saw that as like up. I also saw that, like, the growing old as, like, them accepting that they're old, too. Mm-hmm. Where what you were saying, Lily, about, like, I'm growing into my personality. Like, there's certain aspects of, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep the magic of Christmas. I'll keep the magic of childhood within me, uh, but I'm going to be old now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also I... to... Oh, go on. No, you go. Oh, well, I was going to totally ruin the mood and say that the singing... Uh, to keep the spirit alive reminded me of the end of Elf, the movie. So, <laughs> where it was like Christmas spirit exists, and let's yeah. let's get Santa to fly. So I was like, is this? Did he it's steal this from Central Elf? Central Park Rangers. Yeah, exactly. Uh. I was like, huh. Funny how these two have the same plot device. <laughs> so, yeah, and I I don't know if you guys thought this, but when you see not old old James, but like 20s middle-aged james yeah yeah he i thought he kind of looked like um the guy who played eddie munson on stranger things this season a little bit Uh. 
And Maybe. I thought that, like, the way the way that you're like, you're wrong. <laughs> the way the camera just moved, it's like all of a sudden you see, like, there's not really a big tension buildup. It's just all of a sudden you see the hand, the camera goes. Like, I thought that was gorgeous. Just the way it's like, and now he's this age. It's starting like when to you're happen. when they're creeping around the corner and they're seeing him making the the hook. Is that what you're you're talking yes. about? Yeah, that was again awesome. chills. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, yeah, because it's not the mute the way the music is. It's not like ba ba ba. It's just like here he is. Mm-hmm. Aries. I know, like, and then like that hook. moment too. The music <laughs> isn't telling you what to feel in this movie, which I appreciate. Well, it's just yeah, kind of but it's also beautiful. Um. Right, but, like but when they're no, singing, other... but the, the non-diegetic music isn't really telling you what to feel. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, that moment, too, where, like, right after she sees, like, with the hook, and Wendy, like, kind of, like, turns back around, and she starts to look, like, really, really sad, and that's, like, when Peter, like, I think, like, grabs her hands, and he's, like, no, like, you're different, you're not gonna, like, let the sadness take you over, you're gonna be okay, we're gonna save them, like, ugh, I, it's, uh, it's so good. <laughs> Hey, here's a question oh, for a y'all. Um, I had a question about why this was taking... We've talked about the the adulthood, the childhood. We've talked about Peter's views. We've talked about Hook's views, James's views. We haven't really talked a lot about Wendy, have we? So why is this about Wendy? Or why do you think it's about Wendy? Because I feel like in this like conversation... Yeah, but I don't know why we need to have from Wendy's point of view. We could have it from I feel like I don't know, Wendy, any random child. I feel why like is Wendy's it, why the is it only, only Wendy. Wendy is the only character who is one a true believer and two wants to go home. Well, yeah, and I think she's the only one that is like simultaneously while being a child and wanting to maintain her child, she's also the only one that actually has like kind of some sort of maturity and logic. Right. But like, I feel like she's the one who's like, we got to go do this. I got to save my brother. I got to like, you know, mm-hmm. she's helping the home. old by dancing. She's helping the old. Like, like she's, she's, she's the only she's one trying to like, mm-hmm, and like bring everything for, together and find a solution. For some reason that just, it, it felt a little hollow. Like she was kind of like, a main character in a video game that didn't speak but went into more interesting areas. And obviously she did speak and she narrated it for you, but I didn't feel like it could have... It didn't feel like she had to be the main character. I felt like they could have done any Lost Boy. So I was kind of looking forward to seeing, well, why is when What is Wendy's story? Why is Wendy um, picked for this titular wo- role? And they never really yeah, answered that. It was kind of like, it could have been a, any lo- random Lost Boy. I, I don't think it could be any random Lost Boy because, like, Wendy's the only one that actually, like, goes against Peter ever or, like, actually tries to do something different. And all the other Lost Boys are just kind of, like, blind followers of Peter. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know if you point. could have that from I, anyone else. I feel like she's also the in inciter, too. Yeah. It's because, the voyeur, yeah, she like, through her we see this. Well, that's and what actually, I'm saying with the video game thing is like through the, this t- nameless person, this this silent main character, we get to see the whole video game. Did he really do anything? Yeah, because you shot the shot the bad guy and the bad guy is dead now. But like he didn't really have a character. I don't really care about him. He's a vessel for me, I guess. And I don't know. 
I thought yeah, it was I mean, going to be more Leslie explanation hates about. Wendy. Yep, that's you got it. I love the restaurant, just not this. <laughs> no, I I guess I uh, yeah. Because the what only I'm other saying? thing that I would I would say though is like I actually really like this version that does feel like it's a much more Wendy driven thing because unlike other versions where when where Peter Pan shows up, he says, "You guys are coming with me. We're all going to go to Neverland." Kind of she has seen it she's been trying to get on that train and she's the one who like wakes up her brothers and is like come on we gotta go jump this train right now and yeah. go where this eh. is like gonna take us like it feels like okay. a much more like she's the one who makes the choice to go on this adventure i, I guess i was dissatisfied bring it, bring... even with that explanation of like eh, yeah i guess okay Br- <laughs> bring it back to florida project too um if like because I, I think Wendy does a very important job of kind of like Florida Project. The the kids' storyline is great. It's, uh, it's a wonderful little thing, and you get to see it. And then it's kind of like driven by the adult storyline. The adults are making everything happen. And then mm. Wendy kind of brings that same structure. It's like, oh, yes. She, uh, she kind of acts as like both, where she has the kids, and she, she is like having fun, all this stuff. And then she's also the one, kind of like what Sam and Lily were saying, she's the one making decisions. And like, I feel like without Wendy there, the plot doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's no, my no, interpretation. No, no. That wasn't it. That wasn't an okay. <laughs> okay, whatever. Whatever. Do your thing. Whatever. No, I'm satisfied with that answer. I just, I'm like th- chewing. I'm chewing on it. That's what I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry if it's coming off wrong. Sure? Uh, it, it's like it's interesting. On it. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, we got the we got the Lily Wesley it, fight. It's interesting too because Wesley Tiger Wesley Lily's doesn't back. have his webcam on right now, so like yeah. we're we're just kind of like I guess to the rest of our listeners too. You guys can't see our voices, so like, you can't, can't see, see our, our voices. voices. You can't. Uh, <laughs> you so, can't. Yeah, we're, we're just. <laughs> well. Uh, That's because I have a uh, very it's slow just the internet. W, so it's windy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> windy uh, and Tiger Lily are fighting. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the other the other thing I do want to talk about in this like kind of ending section is just like how freaking tragic it is with the two twin boys oh. of like one got old because he thought he lost the other. But then when they find each other again, they're, they still can't be together now because mm. one's now old and has to stay on the island and the other one has to, like, return home. Uh, and that, that like, one moment, of those, like, the crux of the whole movie. Like, oh, fuck. I know. And that's that one moment, of those, too, like, they, like, dark yeah, fairy tale yeah. things where it's like, and the queen got trapped in a barrel of nails. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, good night. The end, yeah. The end, what yeah. What story are you referencing, Wendy? Grimm's fairy tale. Grimm's fairy tale. Which Grimm's one? fairy tale? That's a real thing. No, it's a Grimm's fairy tale. I oh, remember no, it's, that. It's the one with the horse, the goose girl. Uh, Anyways. I, yes, but, but I'm just saying, I, it kind of. I like that darkness where it was like, yes, he's older, and he's never going to become uh, young again. No, but like that like, moment Ugh. where like they just like like the old James and the young Douglas because like earlier they'd done something similar. They like put their heads together, like their foreheads together, is kind of like this like goodbye, ugh, freaking. Or like too when they finally like when he first sees old James and they're just like staring at each other, um, 
and and James is like yelling at Douglas like why did you stay young without me like why didn't you like why did you stay and like leave me to to become old like this um are yeah. given so he sur- he survived somehow mother saved him yeah, I think that's supposed to okay. be the explanation is like oh. what Peter says earlier of like mother won't let harm come to children. This Peter or the movie Peter? <laughs> movie Peter. Okay. Um, yeah, it's funny that, that that confusion hasn't hasn't really happened. So like I, you know, could have been the whole I, podcast. No. Nah. <laughs> uh, Peter wasn't going to let it be. Yeah. <laughs> Peter was like, no, 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 we're not going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam, that was, do you have a, that was you have a metaphor for us? Yeah, I guess, like, before we go, any any final thoughts or anything? But otherwise, I am going to desperately try to come up now with a metaphor that I absolutely did not give any thought to before. Well, here, I'll give you some time. I'll give you some time. I got one more thing I guess I want to say for the symbols. Mm-hmm. Crash, bang, symbol. All right. Um, so I also th- interpreted the whole, like, when they were saying, I love my mother, I love my mother, and then the old people saying, I love my mother, I love my mother. I felt like that was another way of staying young, is everybody mm-hmm. has a mother, so it's like you're always going to be somebody's little boy or little girl mm-hmm. in your mother's eyes. I, I took it as that too, so I thought yeah. that was very, very good, cool. Yeah, I love the sequence where they get the ship kind of on the water, and it's the sail is kind of flowing in the wind, and I thought just because the pirates kind now, the pirates, the the way it's sort of like un intentionally unfocused and feels kind of like there's this natural buildup so that when stuff does happen, mm-hmm. it really feels like you're not numb to it. It impacts you. Your feelings feel more like feelings and not just reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like those movies. And it, it does bum me out because Sam and I talked about this a while ago, how like critics were like so hard on this. Were they? I know. Like, like, they were just kind of mean. It was kind of like, well, it's a good, like, it is a well-made movie. It's not like, the way they talked about it, you would think it was like, I don't know, worse than it was. Hmm. I know. It, it definitely got just, like, very, not even, like, I guess there was some some of those, like, more harsh reviews. But overall, it just kind of has a very, like, middle-of-the-road sort of mm. reviews like everyone's just kind of like eh it was all right but like i i i this movie gave me a lot of feelings and uh i yeah um but yeah i guess going off of that i think i have a metaphor uh it's going to maybe seem like the opposite of what it should be but huh. i guess if this movie is just like the okay so do you <laughs> decide to take this movie off of the island, return home to kind of bring its message to everyone else and like grow up with it and like be back in the real world and like take it there? Or do you decide to leave this movie on Neverland to just kind of go off and never like you kind of forget about it as you grow older? Does that make sense? Is that a metaphor? Yeah. 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 Yeah, You're a writer. You made it work. 
<laughs> also, it makes yeah. obscurity feel very pleasant. Like, Neverland is yeah. obscurity, and why not? Maybe it's because be be I love this movie so much, I don't want to give it, like, a horrible, like, <laughs> yeah. the bottom of the ocean with a harpoon. The plank do you cut off this movie's crop. hand? Yeah, do you cut <laughs> off this movie's hand? Yeah. Well, uh, um, but yeah, yeah no, oh, I, I just kind of realized, like, when Wendy is kind of, like, in charge and everyone's looking at her, they're kind of following the leader, like the song and the, the Disney movie. Okay, now I'm done. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. I'd definitely bring this movie back. I Sam has been telling me about this movie ever since it came out, really. Um, I kept track of this movie for, like, a, over a year when I first heard it was getting made. And, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And, like, I, I kept wanting to watch it because it sounded cool. Uh, and then just never did. I never got the motivation to do it, and I started aging rapidly. <laughs> but uh, I lost no. all hope. But no, uh, uh, I I thought this movie was absolutely lovely. Um, I really liked it. Um, I think it definitely deserves to be watched by more people. Um, yeah, that's it. Very simple. I have no real differing opinions. A plus. Yes. All right. Uh, I guess who 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 wants to who wants to go next? I Lily, feel like why I'm. Don't you I'm go? Yeah, I'm unsure what Wesley's gonna say. So so yeah, Lily, you go. Let's build the tension. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's bring this movie out of Neverland and let it be loved and grow and have a family <laughs> and be, have a rich life full of many experiences. Um, yeah, I think. The way this movie was made is the style in which this movie was made is getting rarer and rarer. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's important, I think, to preserve this kind of storytelling. And also, it's just really cool. It looks beautiful. The kids are great. There's not, no one made a false move hmm. in this movie. That's what it felt like. It felt true. Hmm. Yeah. I like um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wesley? Uh, yeah. So, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, no. I know. All right. God damn it, Wesley. I'm glad that you made obscurity feel good. Because I didn't want this movie to, like, be blasted into, like, some, like, wood chipper or something. I don't <laughs> dislike it that much. But I just, it's... It's all right. It, you know what it feels like? If it, it felt like... Did, Sam, did you pick Ghost Story? Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> it felt like Ghost Story. It felt like Ghost Story where it was like, okay, I get what they're trying to say. They're kind of stretching out this plot where it really only has 16, or like six beats, but they're stretching it into a two-hour movie. And I'm like, I get it. I get it from the start. Um... And that's kind of what uh, I got here. Uh, it's also strange, you know, I'm really glad that you guys liked it because I felt as though that it was targeting children and it wasn't really a children's movie, but like it was char- targeting children as in like, like it was a uh, uh, kind of a... It's targeting your inner child. Well, I guess, but it was targeting children in the sense that it was like, you know, this is fun. This is this is a good lesson for you. And so it can felt you, a little. Can you it felt talk a little more weird. out of your ass than you currently are? <laughs> this is my opinion. Get out of here. God, just 
can you wrap it up a little bit? <laughs> well, I didn't want to <laughs> no, be. No, I didn't want to be so fucking blunt, Lily. I could say that it was fucking boring. Okay, great. Thank you. For I didn't want to say oh, that. Oh my god. <laughs> All there of this go. violence Lily is and just I saved have... age, the age, age, age. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, man. I didn't want to say that it was boring, but it was boring, and I didn't really <laughs> like it. And in, in, well... uh, until it got to the part where like Buzz Buzzo came along, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is kind of interesting." But besides that, I was like, "Eh, it's all right." So well... that's my opinion. Oh, here's what I would do with it: I would leave oh? the island. <laughs> Boom, ah, that's there it. You go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't tell everybody like I hate this movie. I just would leave because it's. You kind of yeah. did just now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, What do you mean? When you said it was boring and like. <laughs> oh, oh, to our listeners. <laughs> when you went yeah. on a big rant about. How... <laughs> well, you okay. You want to know got... my opinion, brah? I'm the dissenting yeah. one. We got we got three out of four because obviously I've said many times I love this movie. Uh, it, it's up there in like one of my favorite uh, Peter Pan adaptations, and I, yeah, I, I want more people to see it because uh, other than Wesley, I think it's a very good movie and it's very beautiful and uh, yeah, made me get very emotional. It takes a lot to do that. Whoa. <laughs> Or puppets. Um, they always throw puppets at you, and then you get yeah. emotional. Yeah, that, that's a different kind of emotion. But in the opposite <laughs> way. Opposite. That's yeah, a different yeah, emotion. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pure fear. Um, yes. Well, uh, <laughs> yes. so it's my pick next. Oh, God. Uh, yes. Oh, and, God, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, um, I forgot that it was my pick next. I think uh, you said two minutes before we joined the podcast, say, oh, shit, I got to pick a movie. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, uh, I, I'm glad that I did that because it forced me to go look back through, like, our big list of potential movies and uh, uh, rediscover a, a little gem that I, I had written early on and uh, forgotten about. And uh, uh, our, our next movie is going to be Reign of Fire. Hey. Yes! What did, I've yes. noticed that. Um, yes. All, all you need to goal. know is it's it's basically um, yes. dragons are real. They're they've been sealed underground for millennia, and they're back and they're here to ruin uh, the UK. It's what? awesome. It's basically the I Matrix ha- if the just- the people were dragons. Just, yeah. just give me give me a genre. What genre is this? Fantasy action. Great. Matthew but McConaughey. But set in modern right? day. It's Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. There's so many people in this movie. Oh, I, remember, I saw Bale. it like once. Christian Bale is in it. Oh! Christian Bale drives a tank. I think I know what this movie is. Uh, yes, I saw this once when I was a kid, and it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. This is not going to be another Void situation. I have confirmed that this is the movie I was thinking of. (laughs) Great. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. (laughs) But, yes, I do do credit a lot of my uh, uh, picks on this podcast to watching them on the Sci-Fi channel at, like, 2 a.m. But, yeah, without further ado, here's the trailer for Reign of Fire. A creature has been awakened that has lain dormant for millions of years. 
A species older than the dinosaurs and more terrifying than anything we could have imagined. How did they go from one to a million in less than a year? Highly evolved. They have great vision in the day. They have even better vision at night. Extremely intelligent. He's playing hunting. More like cat and mouse. Unbelievably powerful. Two glands in the mouth secrete separate chemicals. Combine an exhalation, natural napalm. Good luck. Now one will protect them. We have to hang on. Work together. And one will lead them. There's nothing magical about it. They're made of flesh and blood. You take out their heart, you bring down the beast. We found out where they started. We're going to London. This summer, vertical one up. The plan is set. 1,600 yards, closing fast. The arsenal has been assembled. Get ready to rock and roll. Each other! And they've got one chance to take back their world. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. Reign of Fire. All right, so I hope you're all looking forward to that. I know I am. Um, I, I remember very little about this movie, uh, but I, I'm st- still excited to watch it. Which is always I a good, which is always a good combo for my picks. No, I don't really remember this, but I'm looking forward to watching I, it. I'm feeling this is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> We've all, all right. been damaged before, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, uh, cool. So, listeners, if you this this has been Wendy. If you like this episode and want to know I've been more, Wendy. or I've been Wendy. W. <laughs> W stands for Wendy. Uh, no, if you want to listen, yes, exactly. If you want to listen to more episodes featuring uh, pirates, check out our episode we did on the pirates. It also features, uh, funnily enough, a whale that is like spiritual, um, just and gets like this one, stabbed. Yeah. and it gets stabbed. Spoiler alert for that. And uh, there's another pirate movie we did called Sinbad and the Legend of the Seven Seas. So go check that out. We love pirates on this show. No, we got a, I guess a we do. amount of pirates. Because we've uh, all picked different. Like, it wasn't just one person. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. Mm. Wesley, you have a pirate movie next. Yeah, you got to pick a pirate movie. <laughs> I'm not doing a pirate movie. I'm doing Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. All right. Uh, all right. I've been Wesley. I've been Peter. I've been Lily, Tiger Lily. And I've been Sam. And goodbye from obscurity. Did you realize that last week I said 
uh, goodbye to obscurity? Yes. Yes, yes. I did. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't correct me. Everything, everything is in the zeitgeist now. No more obscurity. <laughs>